Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is June 1st. In 1938, the world witnessed a significant day in the history of comic lovers with a maiden appearance of Superman. The fictional superhero's arrival in American Action Comics number 1, published by DC Comics, was a momentous event. Did you know that Superman was both an alien by birth who was born on a faraway fictional planet named Krypton? As we finally cherish the day which marks Superman's debut in the world of comics, here are 10 things you may not know about him. The world's ultimate superhero, the Man of Steel, was conceived initially as a villain by the creators Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Jerry, a high school graduate in 1933 who used to write amateur science fiction, had a self-published story titled The Reign of the Superman. In it, the titular character, Bill Dunn, was a bald man who got fed an experimental drug by an evil scientist. This gives Bill immense superpowers, and he kills the mad scientist. The so-called Superman misuses his, super, his powers and acts as a villain until his superpowers wear off with the drug. Later on, the creators rework the character into a good man of alien origin. Jerry's magazine that ran the story was called Science Fiction, The Advanced Guard of Future Civilization, which was again self-published issue. Both the creators had received $130 from DC Comics for the exclusive rights to Superman, their blockbuster creation. They got into several lawsuits over the years to seek royalty. In 1940, Superman debuted on the radio in the program The Adventures of Superman. Voice artist Bud Collier lent the voice to the superhero's character. Speaking of debuts, Superman made his silver screen debut in 1941 in a series of 17 animated shorts from Fleischer Studios. Superman's birth was Kyle L. when his birth name was Kyle L. when his spaceship landed in Smallville. Baby Superman was spotted by Jonathan and Martha Clark. They raised him and named him Clint Joseph Clark Joseph Kent. <laughs> During World War II, the U.S. War Department had censored Superman as it had a plot of an atomic bomb being launched by the villain Lex Luthor. With the support of both DC Comics and the State House of Representatives, Metropolis, Illinois started projecting itself as the hometown of Superman in 1972. There is a Superman festival organized in Illinois every year in June. A 15-foot bronze Superman statue adorns the area outside the courthouse. And in 1968, uh, Helen Keller passed away. Helen Adams Keller was born in Alabama in 1880. At the age of 18 months, she experienced a fever that left her deaf, blind, and unable to speak. An extremely intelligent and sensitive child, by the age of seven, she had invented over 60 different signs by which she could talk to her family. Because of this restricted communication, her frustration and anger grew and were not relieved until Ann Sullivan, a 20-year graduate of the Perkins School for the Blind, came to be her teacher. With her help, Helen learned the manual alphabet, Braille, the Tadoma method of reading lips, and later learned to speak. With Annie as her interpreter, in 1888 she attempted, attended Perkins Institute for the Blind and in 1894 the Wright-Hummison School for the Deaf in New York. She received a bachelor's or BA cum laude in 1904 from Radcliffe College. She thus became the first deaf-blind person to graduate from college. 
1936, she moved to Connecticut, where she lived until her death in 1968 at the age of 87. While at Radcliffe, Helen Keller began writing career, which was to continue for 50 years. In addition to The Story of My Life, she wrote 11 other books and numerous articles on blindness, deafness, social issues, and women's rights. Many books and plays were written about her life. Despite the broad range of her interests, Helen Keller never lost sight of the needs of others who were blind and deafblind. Soon after the American Foundation for the Blind was established in 1921, she became a member of the Foundation staff where she worked until her death in 1968 as a counselor on national relations. In 1932, she also became a vice president of the Royal National Institute for the Blind in the United Kingdom. In 1946, she was appointed counselor on international relations for the American Foundation of Overseas Blind, renamed the Helen Keller International, visiting 35 countries during seven trips between 1946 and 1957. Helen Keller received honorary doctoral degrees from Temple University, Harvard, Universities of Glasgow, Berlin, Delhi, and Johannesburg. An entire room of the AFB is devoted to a collection of her personal papers and memorabilia, including Brazil's Order of the Southern Cross, Japan's Sacred Treasure, and the Lions Humanitarian Award for Lifetime Service and the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 1964. In 1965, she was one of the 20 elected to the Women's Hall of Fame at the New York World's Fair. Most rewarding to Helen Keller than the many honors she received were the acquaintances and friendships she made with the most of the leading personalities of her time. There were few, there were few world figures from Glover Cleveland to Charlie Chaplin to Nehru to John F. Kennedy that she did not meet. She was truly a remarkable world ambassador and a distinguished leader advocating for better services for blind and deafblind wherever she went. And finally, in 1980, CNN, the cable news network, the world's first 24-hour television news network, made its debut. The network signed on from its headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia, with a lead story about the attempted assassination of civil rights leader Vernon Jordan. CNN went on to change the notion that news could only be reported at fixed times throughout the day. At the time of CNN's launch, TV news was dominated by three major networks, ABC, CBS, and NBC, and their nightly 30-minute broadcasts. Initially available in less than 2 million U.S. homes, today CNN is seen in more than 75 million American households and over 370 million households and hotel rooms internationally. CNN was the brainchild of Robert Ted Turner, a colorful, outspoken businessman dubbed the Mouth of the South. Turner was born on November 19th of 1938 in Cincinnati, Ohio, and as a child moved with his family to Georgia, where his father ran a successful billboard advertising company. After his father died by suicide in 1963, Turner took over the business and expanded it. In 1970, he bought a failing Atlanta TV station that broadcast old movies and network reruns, and within a few years, Turner had transformed it into a superstation, a concept that he had pioneered, in which the station was beamed by satellite into homes across the country. Turner later bought the Atlanta Braves baseball team and the Atlanta Hawks basketball team and aired their games on his network, TBS, the Turner Broadcasting System. In 1977, Turner gained international fame when he sailed his yacht to victory in the prestigious America's Cup race. In its first years of operation, CNN lost money and was ridiculed as the Chicken Noodle Network. However, Turner continued to invest in building up the network's news bureaus around the world, and in 1983, he bought Satellite News Channel, owned in part by ABC, and thereby eliminated CNN's major competitor. CNN eventually became known for covering live events around the world as they happen, often beating the major networks to the punch. 
The network gained significant traction with its live coverage of the Persian Gulf War in 1991, and the network's audience grew along with the increasing popularity of cable television during the 1990s and well into the 21st century. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com Superman appears for the first time at News18.com Helen Keller at Sites.APH.org and CNN launched in Atlanta at History.com the music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing, as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.